0: Free World. This is Shank Radio, man. Behind the fences, in the trenches. I know it's been a minute, man, and these pigs have been fucking with us. They've been on us, been locked down, but not letting movement happen. There's been some issues, and I see kind of like the issues been going on all over the nation. Not only with this fuck-ass shit that's going on in Iran, but also we had some prison riots and wars going on in Mississippi that have been um kind of inflicting all of us. So, Let's just get into it, man, because I know it's been too long. Me and ECC have not even been able to link up, man, and um, we're going to go ahead and bring you something special today, man. Today we are going to be discussing an ideology in our nation called Iconic. We will be debunking the ideas that kingism is some pseudo-evolved Christianity, as well as showing why uh, why kingism encourages the study or mastery ...of all religions. So here we go. Unveiling the Icona.
1: I want to start off by um, giving you uh, a brief explanation of where the term itself, Icona, comes from. Afterwards, I'm going to read to you the section, the passage in the KMC uh, that is Icona or labeled as Icona. And then afterwards, we're going to break it down sentence for sentence and give you some type of uh, a source to reference as to the uh, origins of uh, our authorship. Okay, Icona, um, to many of our uh, surprise, is actually um, a name. And the name is related to Central America and the indigenous people of Central America. Um, There are two books that can be referenced here that um, you can find yourself to uh, show you what it is that I'm speaking of. The first book is... um, By Manly P. Hall It's called America's Secret Assignment with Destiny Uh, Manly P. Hall was a 33rd degree Mason And the other book is The World's 16 Crucified Saviors By Kirstie Graves Who was also a 33rd degree Mason In both books they make reference To uh, the work of De Las Casas De Las Casas was the uh, uh, Preacher if you will in the Catholic Church Who was the first To report to the Spanish Crown The atrocities that were being committed Against the indigenous people um, By the Spaniards Um, And one of his travels And it should be noted that he was also known as a historian A theologian and A sociologist and a number of other things And uh, one of his travels He encountered an indigenous person And through an interpreter Had an interview with him in which he had asked him To teach him more about the religion that they The native peoples believed in From where he was from And in this uh, This uh, interview It was discovered that The indigenous person Spoke of a father, a son, a virgin And a number of other things that were relevant To the teachings of the Catholic Church And being under the impression that perhaps uh, The Spaniards had already encountered his tribe And basically uh, forced them into the Christian religion He encountered further and inquired into the names of these individuals And when the names were revealed Um... They were revealed as such, and I quote, um, that they recognized and believed in God who dwells in heaven, and that this God was Father and Son and Holy Spirit, and that the Father was called Icona, who had created men in all things, that the Son was called Bacab, and that He was born of a virgin called Chivirias, who is in heaven with God. Now, the, the, the importance of this reference here in, in, in the work that we're doing today is a uh, multi multifaceted. First of all, the books that I found these quotes in, you had again The World's 16 Crucified Saviors was written to show how the Christian religion itself is really just the latest or most recent adaptation of an ancient teaching of a trinity. Um this teaching was taught in every continent and almost every era and a number of different civilizations. Um the other book Which was um, concerning Latin America And the Masons, the Freemasons Who uh, existed at that time in their fight for independence from Spain And how they themselves were actually a part of A plot, if you will, an idea, a concept Which basically was Latin America would serve In contrast to North America As the true so-called melting pot Where the African, uh, the Caucasian The the Mongoloid, if you will Would come together and create A single human being Um, That single human being Later uh, becoming known as the Latin American um, Represents uh, The nation And the fact that we are considered a Latin American tribe But it also represents the idea Of the nation, which is of unity Um, With that all said, I'm going to go ahead now And read the Icona And then we're going to break it down sentence for sentence this comes directly from the manifesto. Icona. The history of all hitherto existing game feuds is the history of label struggles for the sake of click recognition. It is this egotistical force of recognition which leads to rivalry and senseless disputes, which often cost the high price of human life, the life of our people, the oppressed third world people. With the intention of changing this social and oppressive phenomenon, the King Manifesto was written to serve as a guide and to enlighten our deplorable conditions on the existing order of things. With this thought in mind, we proceed to create the new king, the moral king, the king of others, the lover of mankind, and the turning will of change. Devoting your life to the principles of kingism implies a life of service to your fellow man. We can be of service in no other way. If you turn your back on your brother simply because of a label, you are turning your back on the almighty Latin king's nation. One who does not know the almighty Latin king's nation and its laws is like a plant growing in the shade. Although it knows not the sun, it is nevertheless absolutely dependent on it. The nation is in your hands. If you turn your back on the nation, you are denying yourself the sole purpose of your existence, the right to be free. <laughs> With that quoted, we're going to break everything down sentence for sentence. And we're going to have King
0: here read to us those sentences. And then we're going to build on them together. And there's something that I want to bring up too that <laughs> I want to, I know a lot of times we've talked about... Um, this almighty land, king, queen, nation being a revolutionary incubator or an organization with um, revolutionary goals even almost, right? However, this is a whole other side of the nation. This right here is starting to delve into the religious ideologies that we have. And although some of these are ancient, there's us. there's also ideas that are quite modern yes. in our religion. Absolutely. So it's not something that we... As divine, but this nation as a whole to so many of us is divine. This manifesto and this literature is what's divine to us. Um, So let me go ahead and we're gonna start breaking down this. uh, I'm gonna read a little bit and then we're just gonna build like how we usually do, man. The history. Of all hitherto existing gang feuds, is the history of labels, str- of label struggles for the sake of click recognition.
1: Okay, and that's the first sentence, the first passage that we're gonna break down. What I'm gonna point out here is that there is a parallel between these words, these opening words in Icona within the manifesto, and the opening words to the Communist Manifesto, which was written in 1848. In the Communist Manifesto, in a section that really breaks down classes and who uh, applies to what class, the opening lines reads as follows. The history of all hitherto existing society is the history of class struggles. And if we look closely back to what it says in the Icona, the history of all hitherto existing gang feuds is the history of label struggles. We have only two words that are uh, taking place of each other, where we use gang feuds Karl Marx and Frederick Engels use Society as being the uh, Existing society And we're reverting to the existing game feuds um, Where we say that this is uh, Being done for the sake of click recognition They turn around and say that this is The history of class struggles But these Similarities are not just Concluded by myself I didn't draw this conclusion solely and independently But there are others as well um, Primarily um, I would reference the, uh, the book written by, uh, what's the senator's name, man? He wrote the book, where's that bibliography at? I got it written down somewhere. Tom Hayden. Tom Hayden wrote Street Wars. And Street Wars was all, Tom Hayden himself was a politician, but he was a politician that went into the streets and dwelled amongst different organizations, ours being one of them, and basically showed and exposed how the government was designed against us. Any attempt that we've ever made, uh, street-level organizations to do something progressive and for the community, has been attacked by the government. And he exposed that in his uh, in his work, Street Wars. But he drew the same conclusion that I drew that these similarities between the Communist Manifesto and the King Manifesto are very relevant.
0: And you know, I want to kind of build on this: uh, the gang feuds and label struggles compared to Marx's um, class struggles. Mm-hmm. Right, Because within these these, these gang feuds right. and within these ideas and within these programs that have kept us feuding with each other is kind of the same ideas that capitalism has always created, these feuds between these class struggles. Mm-hmm. So it's like these are the same struggles within the lumping class. These same ideas that are, are, are keeping us separated are the same ideas that... The world, or these capitalists, have used to keep the world separated.
1: Without a doubt. The
0: ideas that, um, like the self-made idea that that we don't need community, or the ideas that 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 we within ourselves, um, these different stages of Kingism are even issues, and in and, and, and even turned into feuds and 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 civil wars within our own gang struggles, uh, uh, street struggles, and um just the, the daily life of the lump of proletariat.
1: Without a doubt. I think, I think the Communist Manifesto as a historical document um, really is what introduced the defining of classes. And I think that the, the, the influence here uh, in the authorship of the Manifesto, our Manifesto, the King Manifesto, is that we must understand what class we are in. And we hit on this all the time in almost every episode that we conclude that we are the lumpen. For sure. And we need to understand who the lumpen are. And I think that is really what is being uh, exposed or unveiled here is that there was an influence in the authorship, authorship excuse me, of the King Manifesto. And in this sentence, we find that that influence
0: came from the Communist Manifesto. And it's, it's the opener. That's yes, what, what that lines. that is what is, is is sticks out to me so much is is the opening line is telling you check this out man band together lumping because we are going through the same things that's been going through since the 1800s right. it's just so modernized now and 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 the, the the enemy is the idea of the enemy is still the same but the 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 I guess the uh, weapons that they use is, is is quite different it's quite advanced all right so the next line of icona is It is the egotistical force for recognition Which leads to rivalry and senseless disputes Which often cost the high price of human life The life of our people The oppressed third world people
1: Yes, and There are um, there There is something here that We need to learn from And that is basically that The authors concluded that This egotistical force for recognition These gang feuds um, <clears throat> which lead to rivalry and senseless disputes, and often cost the high price of human life, the life of our people, the oppressed third world people, is, is, is based on some form or perversion of the ego. This is all about recognition. This is what's being shared with us by the authors, that gang banging, gang feuds, this whole social and oppressive phenomenon that we'll learn about later, is based and centered around recognition. And that is something that the lumpen suffer from. It's a need to be recognized. Because we are on the bottom of society. And on the bottom of society, we feel like nobody sees us. Nobody recognizes us. And so we go through all these extremes to be recognized. And, and we know what these extremes are. We see them in day-to-day life. We see them amongst the culture of the lumpen. Um, these, these fads that
0: are extremes. In nature. And, oh, but man. I also want to take it to a step further is, you know, it's not just the outward or or, or cultural uh, fads, mm-hmm. but even to be heard. We cannot just go up to Congress. We cannot go up to the exactly. Senate. So what do we do? We exactly. riot. Yes. We light shit on fire, yes, man. Yes. And this is what they teach us to do, man. Yes. This is what this is talking about right here, that that this, the, the, the human life, the, our people, the all third world oppressed people, the lumpen proletariats, mm-hmm. we want recognition mm-hmm. we want to be heard mm-hmm. and we, we do it at any cost necessary
1: and at the same time let's differentiate between gangbanging and political activity For sure. because the manifesto is specifically talking about rivalry and senseless disputes so we know that gangbanging etc is surre- centered around recognition but as well because we are not recognized by the government and so on and so forth, we do go to extremes to be recognized there as well. And that is what is encouraged versus the gang-banging and census disputes. Um, the last thing in here, though, was that these this activity often costs a high price of human life, the life of our people. And then it goes on to say that our people are the oppressed third-world people. And a lot of times this is a question. If you ask a member of the nation who are our people, nine times out of ten they're going to refer to Latinos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the truth is... By definition, our people are the oppressed third world people Which includes Africans, Asians, as well as Latin Americans And that's something that needs to be reinforced in our teachings That our people are
0: third world people For That's sure. what this nation represents That's who it considers our people And this goes back to that internationalism that we've always preached and, and, yes. and always built on Yes. So the next line reads With the intentions of changing this social and oppressive phenomenon, the King Manifesto is written to serve as a guide and to enlighten our deplorable conditions under the existing order of things.
1: Yes. Okay. Very plain, very simple, very clear. With the intentions of changing this social and oppressive phenomenon, gangbanging, the King Manifesto is written to serve as a guide and to enlighten our deplorable conditions under the existing order of things. So, It's telling us right now that these were the intentions of writing this manifesto to change this social and oppressive phenomenon known as gangbanging or gang feuding or what have you. And a lot of us fail to realize that because we are still to this day exposed and in some areas and regions saturated with the culture of gangbanging. But yet it says it right here very clearly with the intentions of changing this social and oppressive phenomenon of gangbanging or gang feuding the King Manifesto is written. That's something that we need to reinforce as well. And it's written to serve as a guide and to enlighten our deplorable conditions under the existing order of things. It's showing us that we are oppressed people. This this document, this manifesto is showing
0: us that our people are oppressed, that we live in deplorable conditions. And when it talks about the existing order of things, Mm -hmm. I think this is where it builds into the anti-king doctrine, the anti-king regime. You know, we have this choice to eventually become these revolutionaries, to become these 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 these, these new kings or these leaders of the lumpen, and I don't mean leader in the sense of a hierarchical, but just a a a a speaker or, or, or a teacher to right. our class, because we all know that the lumpen is 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 missing that that idea, that 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 teacher, that that um enlightener, I guess I would say. So. Where, where the existing order of things being this anti-king regime, this yes. anti-king system, yes. man, this is what this manifesto and our doctrine is for. This is what Icona is for. This is what kingism
1: teaches. Right, to go against this system because it is this system that has us under these deplorable conditions. First, a lot of us look at our surroundings and we think, you know what I'm saying, we're not doing that bad, this, that, and the other. Or maybe even compare ourselves to the rest of the world and say, we're doing better than them. But the truth is, we are living under deplorable conditions on many levels. And it is as as a result of the existing order of things, the United States government, the capitalist imperialist government of the United States, which is, by definition, anti-king. That is the
0: anti-king system. All right, so this next line (laughs) reads, with this thought in mind, we proceed to create the new king. The moral king, the king, of the, the king of other, the lover of mankind, and the turning wheel of change.
1: Yes, again, very clear statement. With this thought in mind, the intentions of changing the social and oppressive phenomenon known as gangbanging, we proceed to create the new king. Okay, the manifesto is written to enlighten us toward deplorable conditions. This enlightenment, this awareness is what leads to the creation of the new king. The new king is also known as the moral king. The king of others, (coughs) the lover of mankind, and the turning wheel of change. Now, there's something here about this turning wheel of change that I want to stop on and build on a little bit because the turning wheel of change is a uh, metaphorical phrase, if you will, and it's referring to a revolutionary. And I'm going to explain how. Um, If you look up a definition of a revolutionary, one of the definitions given is that something that revolves, something that goes in a circle. Okay, that is uh, one of the plain, plainer definitions of a revolutionary. Okay, something that revolves. The turning wheel of change, however, because there's another definition, which is someone who commits to political change, is a combination of the two definitions. A turning wheel, which is, by definition, a revolutionary, and a turning wheel of change, which is the political revolutionary. So, metaphorically speaking, the turning wheel of change is nothing more nor less than a revolutionary. And what it's saying is, with this thought in mind, the enlightening of our deplorable conditions, the the, the going against gangbanging, uh, the changing of that social and phenomenon, we proceed to create the new king. In other words, we proceed to create the turning wheel of change, therefore we proceed to create the revolutionary. Now, the turning wheel of change is actually something that originates with Mohandas Gandhi. And a lot of people are unaware of this Mohandas Gandhi um, Was in fact uh, Someone who influenced a number of sections In the manifesto But I'm going to give you something that uh, Is a quote by him in an interview that he did And he was asked about symbolism And a symbol for the movement And so on and so forth uh, The movement of his which uh, led to the uh, Independence of, uh, of India from Britain And he, he responded saying <clears throat> The spinning wheel Or the turning wheel Is not only the very symbol of passive resistance But it is also a means of meditation So We look at this and we say Ah well that's kind of a vague reference I can kind of see where the spinning wheel Turning wheel thing might be This that and the other But let me go further And I'm going to go into another section of the manifesto This section is called fearlessness And I know um, a lot of you are aware of what I'm talking about here But not necessarily this connection Um in fearlessness, <clears throat> defined in the King Manifesto, it says, Fearlessness is indispensable for the growth of other noble qualities. How can one seek liberation, truth, or cherish love without fearlessness? But then here's Gandhi, who existed before the mani was written, before the nation was brought into existence, in almighty Latin king nation. And he says, Fearlessness is a sin, quote, now for the growth of other noble qualities. How can one seek truth or cherish love without fearlessness? This is a word-for-word Reference. Correlation. Gandhi and the Manny. Gandhi goes on and says, Fearlessness connotes freedom from all external fear, fear of disease, bodily injury and death, of dispossession, of losing one's nearest and dearest, of losing reputation, or giving offense, and so on. And in the Manny and Fearlessness, it says, To the Almighty Latin King's nation, fearlessness implies the absence of all kinds of fears. It is the freedom from such fears as hunger, humiliation, wrath, and criticism of others, etc., etc., etc. And here we go again. It is clear that At least in this section, in these portions that I'm making reference to in the manifesto, there was an influence. They drew inspiration from the work of Mohandas Gandhi. Mohandas Gandhi being the architect of the nonviolence movement, who a lot of us misconstrue as being a cowardice movement. However, if you were to study the work, if you were to study the, the writings of Gandhi, you will find that these people were the least thing close to cowardice as possible. They were willing to sacrifice their lives every day, and they did, willingly, knowing that they were going to die this day. They would line up, uncles in front of nephews, in front of cousins, in front of fathers, in front of grandfathers, line after line after line, face British soldiers and be mowed down with nothing but flowers in their hands. There was heaps upon heaps upon heaps of these dead human beings in the streets. Do I agree with that movement? Not necessarily. But do I discredit it? Not necessarily. The point I'm trying to make here is that this is also a movement that influenced and inspired the authorship of the Manifesto. As well as, as we pointed in our work on the three stages, the work of of uh, Guerrero, armed struggle. Both of these are viable. Both of these are viable for struggle and encouraged by the nation. And that's something that I'm pointing out here in this reference.
0: And I, I just, so we're halfway through Icona right now we're halfway through the the ideology and we've seen it pulled from a few different uh revolutionary doctrines as well as now Mahatma Gandhi yes we have not pulled anything out of this colonial christian ideology this 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 um white savior fucking complex mm-hmm. that so many of us are confused because of the latin latinx culture that is raised so much uh, uh, under these catholic thoughts these, yes. these catholic ideas right. but nowhere in our manifesto have we seen any form of catholicism <laughs> or any type of other colonial type um, 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 Religion Or, 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 or white center type Based religion And this is one thing that I want to keep bringing up Because so many of us are confused yeah. That because Certain parts of, of, of our, our nation talks about You know uh, the Tetragrammaton And so many different parts of it talks about this But nowhere does it talk about These Christian ideologies
1: And nowhere in the manifesto Will you find such references to The so called Holy Bible Um, So far, we've touched on the teachings of the indigenous people, and we've mentioned Mohandas Gandhi, and for uh, the record, Mohandas Gandhi uh, later became known, and in fact, in his lifetime, was known as the Mahatma, and the Mahatma is uh, basically the universal spirit, the Holy Spirit. He was considered to be a reincarnation of the Godhead. Um, after his passing, uh, there were millions of people who believed him to be uh, the, the, the return of uh, Jesus, the Jesus of Nazareth. And again, when we made reference earlier to the indigenous teachings, the story of Jesus, and if you reference the World 16 Crucified Saviors by Kirsty Grace, which I made reference to earlier, you will find that that is nothing more than the latest rendition of an ancient teaching, of the trinity. And what we we're, we're, we're trying to hammer in here is that the Christian religion as we know it today is not it's not something that inspired the writing of the manifesto. It did not inspire the teachings of the nation. It itself was something that was inspired by ancient religions and then later manipulated and perverted By colonialists, so on and so forth And it has become a tool of oppression And that's something that we want to point out um, Here as well as in other works that we're going to do But here in the references to all the other work The true work that inspired
0: the writing of the Manifesto Because nowhere will you find a quote from the Bible And I want to say, because this right here And I think I like bringing this up Because Icona is basically our most religious doctrine when it comes to the the Almighty Latin King Manifesto, besides the idea of kingism, you know, just the whole idea. Um, So I just want to kind of build that, that if this right here, if Icona, is pulled from so many different religious-based or or, or ancient religions, indigenous religions, man, the authors of the manifesto made it quite clear why they kept this Christianity or this um, Catholic ideas up out of it, even though they came from the same culture we came from.
1: Well, I think too, um, you know, dealing with reality, uh, we are way more familiar in common society with the teachings of the modern version of Christianity versus the ancient teachings. And so it's something that can lead um, through these references and these other works to the discovery that the Christian religion is nothing more than a perverted version of ancient teachings.
0: For sure. Alright so the next line reads Devoting your life to the principles of kingism Implies a life of service to your fellow man We can be <clears throat> of service in no other way
1: um, This one is, is short and sweet um, You'll find uh, in one of our prayers It talks about um, uh, divine mission um, When you go into the explanation of religion It talks about the, uh, the mission being human service Our mission is human service but human service is defined by different organizations in different ways. And what it says here is, Devoting your life to the principles of kingism implies a service to your fellow man. We could be a service in no other way. So as a member of the nation, if you're interested in serving humanity, you need do nothing more nor less than devote your life to the principles of kingism. The because manifesto. by definition, Yes, exactly. Yeah. By definition, this is what we believe to be our
0: service to fellow man. The manifesto is the turning wheel of change. You know, the the Manifesto has always been our revolution, our revolutionary book, our revolutionary library. Right. If you tu- okay, the next line is, if you turn your back on your brother simply because of a label, you are turning your back on the Almighty Land King Nation.
1: Um, here again, uh, short and sweet, if you turn your back on your brother simply because of a label. Label and labelism is something that is highlighted in the Manifesto. Um, it's preached against. Labelism is something that we do not support, we do not encourage. Um, labelism is exhibited in a number of different fashions, whether it's by colors, um, by symbols, um, by nationalities, what have you, by gender, you name it. And in this respect, I think um, one of the main problems that the nation was dealing with and a lot of street-level organizations deal with to this day in that area or that epic in that period was uh, the internal factionalism, the, the, the internal wars that we were having with each other because He is from that chapter or he is from that state or what have you And this is something that the nation had taught against um, very highly And it has um, resulted in a unity within Almighty Latin King Queen Nation That is not shared by many other organizations of our uh, background And um, it's something that can be taught at Uh, This level, but it's also something that can be taught at at the higher level Which is dealing with those topics such as nationalism, gender, so uh, so on and so forth
0: And even partisanship You know, there used to be types of... of, There used to be almost different parties When it came to the Almighty Land King, Queen Nation Different chapters that were labeled as You know, the Lion Tribe or the Tiger Tribe Or these different Cheetah Tribes And we went through the stages where we had these different labels And we had different type of kings Culture kings and and bad boy kings But then It came to a head where we were constantly Clashing with each other We were constantly Um, um Having civil wars Just because of these labels No other reason Everything else We believe in the same manifesto mm-hmm. But just because of a simple label We were clashing with each other And I think this is highlighted man About yes. turning your back on your brother Yes
1: that is exactly what you're doing If you're feeding into factionalism If you're sitting feeding into setism And one chapter versus the other And uh, going against the ideas of unity Within this nation You are definitely turning your back on the nation The
0: anti-king regime man There's so many ways They're trying to trick us One of the <clears throat> the next line. One who does not know the Almighty Land King Nation and his laws is like a plant growing in shade. Although it knows not the sun, it nevertheless absolutely dependent on it.
1: Okay. Now this is one of my more recent discoveries. Um I always enjoy the, the poeticism of this line. Um but I always Wondered too, and I was curious, and I inquired as to whether or not this came from somewhere else. Was this encouraged? Was this inspired? So on and so forth. And uh, in my in my studies and in my research, I um I did find something. Um, let's see. This is uh this is a quote from a book, chapter five, which is titled "What Is a Baha'i," and the book is uh, "Baha'u'llah in the New Era." And "Baha'u'llah in the New Era" was written by J. E. Esselmont and. Whether it's coincidental or not, it was written in the state of Illinois, and uh, this particular movement was uh, highly concentrated in the city of Chicago, the motherland, where we as well come from, and that is uh, of, 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 of note. Um, but let me read the quote in itself. Okay, from the book Bahu'llah in the New Era, it says, One who does not know God's messengers, however, is like a plant growing in the shade. Although it knows not the sun, it is nevertheless absolutely dependent on
0: it. Word for word.
1: Word for word with yeah. one exception. And that is, in place of the Almighty Latin King Nation and its laws, it says God's messengers. But, if you take the one and put it into the other, you have the same thing. And basically, if you look at it in another light, the Almighty Latin King's Nation and its laws serves as God's messenger. Mm-hmm. This nation and the laws, the King Manifesto is the message. This is the the guide and the inspiration that it talked about earlier. Okay. However, who is, you know what I'm saying, the Baha'i? Who is Baha'u'llah? Who what is this? What where does this come from? And that's something to point out as well. Baha'u'llah. Bahá'u'lláh was uh, considered to be a prophet, all right? Um, He was a prophet of a religion that started in Persia uh, within the midst of the Muslims. And his religion was a religion that taught a one-world religion, a religion that included all the world teachings in one. Um, It was a religion that in many respects uh, mirrored or reflected the teachings and beliefs of the Almighty Latin King, Queen Nation. Another quote i like to put in here, um, it says, Bahu Allah, like all previous prophets, proclaimed this truth and taught that in order to establish the kingdom of God in the world, it must first be established in the hearts of men. There's another place in the King Manifesto that we can go to in the King Manifesto. It says, in order to establish the kingdom of freedom in the world, it must first be established in the hearts of men. So here it is again, we have another reference Another quote that mirrors something that came previously. And there's a reason why this keeps happening. Because these are the sources. What is in these, these, these uh, documents, these, these bodies of literature, are sources of inspiration. There's something in there that the authors of the King Manifesto want us to learn. When we learn about this one world religion, this universal religion, we are encouraged not to embrace one form, whether it's Christian, Muslim, or the other but to embrace, to
0: study, and even to master all of them. And I think, too, that our, um, quote-unquote, religious ideas when it comes to the nation constantly mirror our political ones, too. You know, where this is teaching of an internationalist-type religious uh, 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 faction where everyone is invited, where everyone is allowed to, um, I guess, feed from this fountain. Mm. That's what this manifesto is supposed to be about as well, man, where all people are allowed to feed from this fountain.
1: Yes, without a doubt. I like I like to I like to make a couple more quotes here, just to kind of show that this isn't just coincidental. Um, another quote from the the, the book Baha'u'llah in the New Era: To be a Baha'i simply means to love all the world, to love humanity, and to try to serve it, to work for universal peace and universal brotherhood. This universal brotherhood, this universal peace is spoken in the manifesto. The manifesto says, the king that lives his life according to the teachings of this nation is the true king, a king who loves his nation, his people, and his freedom. One that works for universal freedom and universal brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Another one, Baha'u'llah, in the new era. The man who lives the life according to the teachings of the Baha'u'llah is already a Baha'i. On the other hand, a man may call himself a Baha'i for fifty years, and if he does not live the life, he is not a Baha'i. An ugly man may call himself handsome, but he deceives no one. And a black man may call himself white, yet he deceives no one, not even himself. And the Manifesto says a man may call himself a king just as an ugly man may call himself handsome. Yet if he does not live the life of a true king, he is not a king. And an ugly man deceives no one. (laughs) This is not coincidental. For sure it's not. This is inspirational. There's something that can be learned from the study of this Baha'i, this Baha'u'llah and his religion. This idea and concept of a universal religion, a universal brotherhood, the brotherhood of man that Malcolm X spoke of. That turning wheel of change. The turning wheel of change. This is this is something that I can learn. And again, not to embrace this one particular aspect of world religion, but to learn from it, to master it, and to see that this is what the nation itself, as a religion, is supportive of. One world religion, one people, one unity, one brotherhood.
0: Internationalism, baby. Alright, so the last line of Icona. The nation is in your hands. If you turn your back on the nation, you are denying yourself the sole purpose of your existence, <coughs> the right to be free.
1: And, you know, the, one of the things I hit in uh, the, the, uh, the old work of mine, uh, King Solomon's 120, is that uh, the question what is the sole purpose of your existence? And it tells us right here in the manifesto What the fuck fuck? It tells us right here in the manifesto um, The sole purpose of your existence Is the right to be free If you did not know why it is that you exist The sole purpose of your existence According to the teaching of this nation Is the right to be free That is what this is about We are always going against oppression Under any system Whether capitalist, imperialist Whether whether, uh, uh, socialist, internationalist if there is oppression there We as Latin kings As Latin queens As members of this nation Are opposed to it The right to be free That is the sole purpose of our existence And In turning your back on the nation What we talked about earlier Going against a brother Because he's from this chapter That or the other et cetera, et cetera Being the turning your back on your nation If you turn your back on the nation You are denying yourself That sole purpose of your existence The right to be free If you go against the teachings of this nation You're enslaving yourself you're encouraging yourself towards slavery, and you're denying yourself the sole purpose of existence—the right to be free. One of the things that we are hearing of recent, and as a result of the numerous um, raids against our structures in the street, is that the chapters out there are are, are struggling with their unity. And here we go back into the '80s. Yeah, you where know, we're, we're seeing of,
0: labelisms and setisms again, man. It's
1: something that we suffered and overcame in the '80s here in the state of Florida.
0: And this is this is this is because of these um. Fake ass indictments that are being brought up, man. Where they're locking up sixty three Latin kings, man. You know, this is these ideas that they see unity, they see a community of people, and you know, we all know that 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 we have to go back to who we are. We are the lumpen, so we know that within these environments, we um we we, we do sell drugs, and we do partake in 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 in. Forms of uh, 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 looting and, 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 and forms of uh, uh, oppression, uh, 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 fighting. But these are also ideas that we fight against oppression, mm-hmm. right? Because in the grand scheme of it all, man, who's to say that I'm not allowed to put whatever drugs in my body that I want to? Man, mm-hmm. the only one person that says this fuck ass government, man. Mm-hmm. Because they don't mind feeding us with these motherfucking pills and get us strung out, man. They don't mind fucking big Pharma fucking being our drug dealers. But when we're doing it in our in, in our neighborhoods, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not the most productive thing. However, it's part of that lump in life. It's part of this lumping ideas that, that 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 we grow up with, man. It's it just it's it's the right to be free. I think exists on every level, man. And that in itself
1: is, uh, is is a very intricate conversation. Um, the right to be free, the right to make decisions, um, but also let's encourage the right to learn the consequences of any decisions, especially those that are designed to bring us down. Um, one of the things that I wanted to highlight in, in, in whatever conclusion I had to offer is that the work that you and I do, the work that we make available um, to 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 scholars, to students, to members of the nation, uh, to the people. Um, it's a work that is, is you would be hard-pressed to find anywhere else and this work is in the spirit of human service because this is our devotion to the principles of Kingism. Um, we are elaborating on the King Manifesto and we do so uh, primarily for the people. However, Uh, somewhat exclusively if you will on some level or another for the membership of this nation Um, and here in this state uh, who will be the obvious ones to have their first hands on the work that we do we strongly encourage you out there to learn from our struggles, to learn from the efforts and the consequences that we've had to pay Uh, uh, learn through the words that we are expressing and we are sharing with you out there Uh, whatever it is that Whatever struggles that we come against by the government itself are big enough. We don't need to be struggling against each other. We want unity. We want to hear that our brothers and sisters out there in the streets support the idea and the concept of unity and organization because that is what this nation is about, amongst a a number of other things. But in our conclusion, I think that um, in addition to what it is that we wanted to do in this particular lesson, we definitely want to as well support and encourage and inspire unity on all fronts within the almighty Latin King Queen Nation, not only in the state of Florida, but throughout this country
0: and throughout this world. And also I want to bring up too that this, this lesson that we just brought to you was, was already written by um, ECC11. This is an actual uh, zine that is coming together. And I'm gonna be pushing as as soon as I can, and and, and I I, w- I would encourage also if anyone has any um students that want this, any any universities that that want this work to just contact me. Also, if you have anyone in prison that you want to shoot this to, man, I, I'm I'm begging that you shoot it to us. I'm also getting a couple of other our uh, last re- most recent podcasts. I'm getting them transcribed because there 's no telling what 's going to happen to us there 's no telling what 's going to happen to this phone there 's no telling when we 're going when we 're going back to the slab when we 're going back to cm because this is the risk we take. However, like you said, this is our devotion this is what we 're doing right now to bring these these, these ideologies and these, um, these, these things that we 've been building on inside of prison and, and these ideas have been lost for a long time, and as of recent years, because of cell phones and because we 've been able to um, network with People that had the same ideas. We're able to build now. We're able to create. And I just I guess I wanna leave on the note that that everything that we do, we're trying to make it forever, man. This is gonna be our legacy, man. And we're just here, man. So I, I really want to encourage everyone, man, to please pass this information along. Pass this these podcasts along, man. If you you ever have any questions, you could feel free to contact me. If you ever want us to to, to speak to any classes or or on or any panels, man, contact me, and we'll try to make this happen. Unveiling the
1: Icona, uh, my latest work, my latest written work, coming to us soon. It's going to be a uh, design, like he said, much more intricate, much more referential. Um, you'll, you'll enjoy it and you will uh, gain
0: a lot from it. Hey man, so y'all be good, man, and you already know man, we're in the trenches, man. Peace to King Blood and our Brown Prince of Darkness. Amo de rey. Amo de rey.